Meanwhile... But of course, this is a show that will never be made because of all the... Um, the, the problematical legal egos that are involved in this whole thing. Nobody will let anybody else do it, you know, and uh, so it's just not going to happen. You can never use it for anything without my permission. And if you want to, you want to challenge me, we'll go to court tomorrow, and I'll prove you wrong. And you want to find out? Let's go. Maybe he's wrong. Doesn't stop us writing it though. Oh, that is a shame. I had wanted to ask about a Max Headroom reboot because ever since I began watching this, I was thinking this is so relevant. We need we need a reboot. The time is ripe. Everybody's doing reboots right now. And to find that it can't be done for legal reasons, that's a real shame. Yes, and the answer is we tried, but Matt and I are very keen to do it, and we actually put together a whole coherent series, pilot, the whole thing. So conceptually, we knew we could carry this thing off. But the legal tie-ups... Where everybody claims that they, you know, are it, own it, mm -hmm. invented it, created it. The whole thing is. I'm Spartacus. I, I, I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I, I'm Spartacus. I'm Max. 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 <laughs> I'm Max Headroom. I'm Max Headroom. No, I'm Max Headroom. I'm Spartacus. Yeah, I mean, and it's absurd because because you know Max did not come into the world ready-made. Everyone's just so uptight about it all. And instead of all getting together and saying, oh, come on, let's bygones with bygones, let's have another crack and see if we can really hit the nail on the head this time. Everybody's just in their legal corners and they, they won't move. So screw it. You know, we're, we're going to do something else anyway. So they don't want to do it. That's fine by us. It's a pity, though, because the concept is unique and has a long way to go. Yes, and people want more. There is true demand for more Max Headroom. Give it to me now. And, and a lot of the stuff we wanted to do with the show was uh, um, not possible in that first series simply because they weren't ready for it. And one of the things that we had always said we wanted to do was to see what Max saw as the world. In other words, to get inside Max and look out. What do you see? It counts. I've been trying to find a deflection port. This one's just opened. It's so dreary. And this is one of the things that we're bringing to this newly evolved show, uh, you know, and see what that world uh, uh, inside a computer mind really is all about. I want to know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your well, there's a thousand miles to go with that. Talk about extrapolation. Crikey, you know, we could, we could do a series for 100 years just dealing with that. But, uh, no, while the boys and girls are all fighting over who owns what and who doesn't and all the rest of it, it's never going to go anywhere. I beg your pardon. Sounds like Steve's got some splaining to do. Especially since, as we reported, a new series was announced last year. Let's see what he has to say for himself in our most recent Max Hedron Mini. Hey Maxi. Brought to you by 20 minutes into the future. It's a Max Hedron Mini. A Maxi. Enjoy. And welcome to 20 minutes into the future, Maxi-sized edition. 
where uh, we bring you a sort of shorter discussion or conversation or topic that didn't fit into the rest of the show in a full-sized episode, but seems interesting and relevant and uh, something that we definitely want to share with you, the listeners. Uh, and this one is actually uh, sort of a belated. Uh, we probably should have <laughs> put this one in the feed a bit ago, uh, but, you know, uh, time and editing uh, got away from us. Uh, but uh, it, 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 I think it is still kind of relevant because we very quickly get off of the topic of the impending new Max Hendrub series that is in production. And we kind of get into some other topics of uh, what Steve had always wanted to do with the character that never got into the show and a few other things like that. Uh, so I, I believe it's a, it's a good kind of a, a rounded conversation about possible futures, past and present and future of Max Hedrum. And so that is kind of what cued our follow-up conversation, which begins roughly now. So the, the recent news you refer to, I assume, is nothing to do with Donald Trump. Finally! Which makes a pleasant change, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you mean the new Max, presumably. The first new idea network television has had since moonlighting. It's a bummer that uh, we don't get to have the old uh, crew back together. Uh, and so we were just kind of curious, Is there? Uh, has anyone reached out to you guys in terms of like, hey, do you want to do an episode or...? No, no, no. And, and I mean, do bear in mind that you define it beautifully. The old crew is the old crew. And now you're even older. And the thought of doing 24-hour days for another year, I don't think <laughs> it's nobody very much. Um, however, you know that some years ago when um, Matt Frewer and I were uh, contemplating going again, we had some long sessions, the pair of us, about you know wh wh where we would want to take the show. And so we got in touch with all the other actors who had been involved, uh, and all of them, with no exception, said, we'll do it, of course. And so what we'd conceived, you see, was this idea of a handover uh, pilot, in which, as it were, the old guard hand over to the new guard, because we thought that would be a nice way to do it. Mm. Max, being played by Matt, would have to remain, and quite right. Um, and uh, they were all aboard for that, and we were, you know, gung-ho to go. That sounds great i'm sensing a butt we came a harder ground on the legal side as i'm sure you recall yeah and i think what's happened is this the new group that's coming to do this which includes a large wood and you know some other luminaries people with a bit of firepower more important um uh you know the, the corporation or company money to actually take on such a challenge uh which when it involves attorneys gets expensive um right I think they've broken through it somehow. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but they have, and good for them. Because mm -hmm. that's what stopped George R.R. R. Martin from backing us. He wanted to do it, but the, the legal ramifications were horrific. And he basically said, you know, if you can sort those out, I'm aboard. We'll, we'll do this thing. Announcer Mitch here. Steve is talking about George R.R. R. Martin here who was working to reboot Max at some point recently, if the legal issues behind the rights could even be ironed out. So, you know, as far as we're concerned, I think certainly as far as Mike and I are concerned, as far as I know, we're just delighted. Somebody's picked it up and is going with it. And, um, you know, one just hopes they, they get it right. But, you know, something like Max, you need new minds on it. They don't want somebody saying, oh, this isn't what we want you to do, or something like that. You want to be able to get a fresh team and go crazy and, hopefully pull it off. Matt's going to be there. Mm -hmm. So they're sort of um, 
he understood always what that was supposed to be about. Indeed, you know, he created him in a way, didn't he, through his performance? So, right. Um, yeah, we've got a good uh, um, a good handle on that with Matt, and you know, I think certainly Mike and I are just delighted that somebody's going to go and do something with it at last. Finally, it does seem kind of. I mean, it's, this is what we talked about in the months leading up to this. It seemed crazy that there was this property that hadn't yet been brought back you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know especially given the climate of the world right now where anything and everything that could be brought back is, is being brought back yeah and a pile of junk with it and and this mm-hmm. was you know this was always very appealing uh, to so many people and now the technology is available to make him a much more um present character in the story where have you been don't ask i think we've talked about this before that you know one of the huge was we always had to have Matt as Max on a television set in the scene. Mm-hmm. And somehow or other, you had to achieve a television set there. Uh, and it's a story wrecker. I mean, it's very hard to do that. Whereas now, you know, where is he? Telephone was what? Anywhere you want him to be. I could be in a So that gives them tremendous uh, leverage now to take stories anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, a good example of that, I think, was that what amused Max and I enormously was the notion of uh, he and Max going um, surfboarding. <laughs> the idea we always loved was Matt on the surfboard as Edison Carter, you know, Zooming down a little bit on the front of the surfboard is a huge 17-inch television monitor. You know, wrapped <laughs> plastic uh, to stop it getting wet. And uh, you know, Max is on it doing his his wonderful stuff. Uh, talking to Matt, who's up there, you know, doing all the bronze and clever stuff. Uh, and we'd always thought that was just tremendous. And we, we kind of got to the point where we we're going to take him up there on Oka and have spears hanging off it. You know, all the stories were starting to come alive. But while it was very funny, it was also very restricting. I mean, you know, look at it very simply. How the hell do you get that thing off the boat? Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So something as simple as that in terms of what you do next to the story was constantly uh, bedeviling us. Upon hearing this, both Austin and Heather make incredibly strange faces toward each other on the recorded call. Steve was unaware that Heather's first, it's Max, Storyline pitch was that Max goes to the beach with his office co-workers. See our pilot episode, we can title M. 2. This joke is made further funnier because Heather had never seen the surfing Max Hedrom promotional spot that was later used for coke. Something that Austin now realizes probably had origins in this idea for the TV show. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what these boys and girls do with the next uh, iteration, which has the technology to put Max literally anywhere that was what we talked about a couple weeks ago was that i was looking forward to because i mean like matt talked about this a, a number of times getting into the suit was not fun the effects were not always you know they were painful uh yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, and so this is like an opportunity to do all of the things that uh, you guys never were able to do but like yeah more cost effectively with a computer that actually works now and and <laughs> matt can and, show and, up and hey. have a shorter day <laughs> well i guess we might as well take the day off anna yes please right right 
Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the truth is that a 12-year-old can do it now, a 10-year-old actually, whereas we had ranks of guys working 24 hours a day on two-inch equipment, you know, probably got tapes. And, I mean, insane, really, to even attempt it. Whereas now, all you do it on a laptop, easy, on your phone, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They probably have a, a guy in the room while they're writing the scripts, just kind of quickly knocking <laughs> something like this. <laughs> Here we go. Now I'll need some physical details, Mel. Right, male Caucasian. Age? 25, maybe 30. Hair? In bunches. Chin? Sharp. You know, if you read your New York Times today... This conversation was recorded on August 25th. 2022. There is an article, I forget the chat's name, but it's all about AI and SI and all that uh, area that fascinates me. And there's a system out which is now working very well where you can say to it, for example, give me uh, an image of a 1930s gangster doing a selfie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And instantaneously, there it is. It's stunning. So, yep. you know, you suggest that they do it as they write. Absolutely. Yeah. It, stuff and have it transformed. Yeah. I haven't even asked these yet. You know, I, um, I have a few friends who are using these to create art. I should ask them what spits out when they ask it to produce a picture of Max Edroom. <laughs> I want to say I've seen some of Max, and some of them come out pretty close, and some of them come out very surreal and warped yeah. and a little bit distorted which is the fun right now of those ai things i think i did one for a white cat doing office work that was pretty adorable that's the perfect thing for it <laughs> you see already the problem in answering your question has anyone been in touch with you to do max the answer no there's the reason why i realize now it's called dal 2 because it's based on on the the movie that john lester made Wally. 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 <laughs> but you see, you knew all this. Shit. I didn't. I'm, you know, I'm sitting around drinking beer and walking dogs. I don't know this anymore. <laughs> sounds fair great, enough, though. It's drinking beer and walking dogs <laughs> sounds perfect. Oh, don't mind old Fang. Worst he could do is give you a sloppy lick. <laughs> Come in. Fang. Yeah, we call a dog Fang. What's so strange about that? And in a sense, I'm hoping, therefore, that's what they people doing the new Max are cottoning on to, that, you know, this this is the, the time you get inside what it is to be an artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. That never was, by the way, and I've been screaming and yelling about this for years, it was a sentient intelligence, and that's the difference, and that's the one that we're going for, and that's the one that's going to make or break us. The future is the past that hasn't happened yet, and everybody knows that what you see is what you get, but the movies in your mind are a place you cannot find, and if you look ahead, you are missing your mind. You know, that's again, that's the Max thing. It's always going back to make the same Blade Runner. What would be the point? You're going to make the next Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does they have to make the next Max. Um, we yeah. kind of talked about this too on, yes. our, on our show where we were like you know i don't want it to be like a exact reboot let's retell all the same story mm-hmm. i really want them to go in a kind of new direction and 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 show like max 40 years later <laughs> most oh, definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's okay because matt frewer will be able to handle that no question mm-hmm. 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 i was big one back 
in the 80s, I was bigger than big. Yeah, I know. Bigger, bigger than Sears There's implants! Now look at me! Cast a thrift and worthy with all the other relics! And we'd, we've gone into areas which, which fascinated us. But, you know, what is interesting for this next generation of writers, people thinking about sci-fi, PHI, I like to spell sci-fi, is, you know, what are, what are the issues? We were dealing with things, you know, like dream people. What if somebody steals your dreams and sells them? Um, baby grow bags, you know, what if women decide they don't want to be injected and they don't want to have distended bellies but want to grow their babies in grow bags as normally as going shopping? Right. Yeah, mix it all up. See you later. It was stuff like that that interested us, um, and trying to keep going a um, a love story or a detective story or something else simultaneously was the balancing act. Right. And I'd love to see what they're going to try and balance this time round because you know it's other concerns. Um, you know, have I got enough selfies on my? <laughs> yeah, we, th- this is kind of the direction I was going in is that I feel like, um, you know, th- there's a certain kind of darkness has already been staked out by Black Mirror. And so I would like yeah. to see yeah. Max kind of go in this like other direction where like, you know, you know, like there's so many streaming apps right now. I feel like that is a really good place for satire and uh, um, uh, cultural critique. Um, live streaming Twitch uh, um, streamers and um, uh, Discord streamers who are live streaming like 16 hours a day while they play video games for entertainment purposes. I feel like this is the kind of stuff that Max could really, you know, sink its teeth into that wouldn't have been a story idea 40 years ago. (laughs) Absolutely. No, 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 no. It's it's, it's for the new uh, folk to to tackle. Mm -hmm. You smell a story? Yeah. I don't. I do. This isn't your kind of stuff very cerebral story, isn't it? Doesn't really seem to have the uh, classic elements they so worship upstairs. Sex, violence, money. It's a mystery, Murray. Shadowy, powerful forces at work. No one knows who or why. And it's all about money. Not the kind of money I understand, which means it's not the kind of money our viewers are gonna understand. Oh, really? And there you have it, another Max Headroom Mini, a Maxi, here on 20 Minutes Into the Future, trying to uh, bring to you some of the smaller and uh, bite-sized pieces of uh, Max Headroom lore that we have floating around here in the 20 Minutes Into the Future studios. And if you want to support the work that we do and uh, make sure that we are able to continue to do it, why don't you uh, go on over to patreon.com forward slash Austin Rich, and find a support level that works for you and uh, your income. We definitely enjoy and appreciate making this show just because, but it would also be really excellent if uh, we got a little bit of scratch every once in a while for uh, doing what we do. Didn't it sound like Steve was talking about Blade Runner there for a second? Well, that's actually part of a much longer conversation about Blade Runner and its influence on Steve that we can bring to you eventually with your support. So if you like this and you want to hear more conversations with the creators, more conversations about the episodes of the program, uh, or just uh, anything else related, uh, then best way to make that happen is to support us at patreon.com forward slash Austin Rich. 20 minutes into the future.org for everything else. And uh, what can I say? You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. And without you, 
there would be no program. Be seeing you. When Heather and I first watched the UK uh, telefilm for the first time, and it opens with like, I don't know, five minutes of uh, security footage shots, basically. <laughs> uh, the first thing that Heather said was like, oh, this is must be Max's point of view. And yes, uh, that's what I thought be, it was. Before, before yeah. you, she had even seen anything else, she's like, oh, this all must be from Max. And I was like, that's really interesting. <laughs> well, I suppose if we'd been smart enough, we'd have made it so. It wasn't. It was just security camera stuff. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we always wanted to make it. You know, I, I saw Max looking out and seeing the world very differently from the way that we see it. Come on, Mom. Japan will be fun. You like Russia, Mom? That's not how I remember it. You know, I don't know if you ever watched a sparrow or something flying very fast through a tree. You just know that time doesn't work at the same speed for them as it does for us. Mm. It's impossible to do what they do. And so I often thought, too, that Max's mind would be working in a very different way, infinitely faster. Right. And possibly tripping over the present and slipping into the future, you know, uh, accidentally seeing what's about to happen because he's just capable of thinking so fast. He sees what we, in our dumb, meaty way, don't get to see. Right. You know, which is the next instant, which is absolutely there. The future's so bright. I got away. Shades, that's okay. Have I gone of up my shades away? Well, give me shake, 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 all around. And and he has um he has all this technology and and the network available to him as well. So it's it's really kind of like a question of like intuiting based on massive amounts of data. Yeah, yeah, and look at the massive amount of platforms now. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we used to absolutely die laughing at the thought that there would be twenty three. That was the biggest number we could think of. <laughs> twenty three networks. You know? mm-hmm. And I mean, how many thousand are we running at the moment? Thousand. Oh sure. Well, and and we've kind of reinvented the same problem too, because I remember I was at uh, work somewhere, and and uh, my I work with a. Um, uh, a, a woman and, and their daughter. Um, and so um, uh, there's a not only a funny generation gap between the two of them, but uh, um, I remember one point um, the mother saying something to the effect of, how many apps are there on our Apple TV now? And uh, <laughs> the daughter's like, well, you can have as many as you want, Mom. <laughs> yeah. bigger. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it was such a like uh, a generation divide right there where one is still seeing it with like from the point of view of channels and the other one has grown up with it's all gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Extraordinary. But we, we all fall for that all the time. I can't believe you fell for the oldest trick in the book. What a goof. With you, man. Come on. You know what? Here, let me give it back to you. Oh, oh, look at that. You fell for that too. I can't believe it, man. And I'm still, I'm mes- mesmerized by by the technology. Mm-hmm. And of course, can't use it. I'll try.
another fine production by me. Mitch Hedron. Here for 20 minutes into the future. See you next time.